the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. I hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And uh, we actually have a, a pretty good reason to be optimistic here these days. This last week, the primaries nationwide, we saw a lot of pro-American candidates make it to the next level. And some of the weasels that were in the uh, the rhino party or the reunicans, as we like to call them, um, are no longer employed. So that's a fantastic thing. They're going to be out of the race and we might have a chance to turn this ship around because Brandon is running it into the mud and we're a little tired of that. So, um, that's just some good news to start off with. And then I wanted just to introduce my guest today. Today I have sitting next to me is Chris. Chris is with Summit 4x4 Company out of Prescott. Summit4x4company.com is their website. And why are we talking about 4x4s? Well, how, how much does your mobility matter if we're talking about preparation? How much does your mobility matter just if you want to hunt some of the backcountry or even make it to some of the ranges when it's raining? So, uh, Chris, why don't you answer that question for us? Does mobility matter? 100% yes. Being able to get where you want to go when you need to get there, whether it be by something went wrong, you want to go do something fun, you just want to go explore our backcountry and go see more, or you want to go out target shooting in an area that kind of be left alone and a lot of times the best way to get left alone out there is to be in away from everybody on a difficult road exactly now uh, how long has has summit four by four been around you guys got a great operation here so summit four by four company's been around for a while and it started off um, around 2012 as just selling used jeep parts so we would take Parts that, you know, came off the dealerships that people would upgrade, they sell those. And then it came into, let's start putting stuff on. And we have taken it as trying to listen to what the customer needs and take it from now to the point of where it is of selling vehicles to get people in the right vehicle to begin with for what they're looking to do outdoors, maintain the vehicle. So anything from an oil change and then full upfits from overlanders to ultra four race cars. So here's the interesting thing. When you're talking four by fours, I mean, many guys are far more mechanical than I am. Actually, the entire world, (laughs) as you saw setting up the system here, is more mechanical than I am. Um, And I understand that. But when it comes to specialized stuff like four by fours, you know, there's been a world of experience out there where people have tried this, tried that, bought this, bought that. And so, you know, you can grab a catalog and order stuff online and then have to do it later, just like everything else in life. If you don't get the right consultation up front, 
it could be a very long, arduous task going through the backcountry, correct? Correct. And it honestly costs you a lot of money. It's way easier to buy it once, buy it right, than buy two or three things to finally get the result that you're looking for than just doing it with somebody who knows what it is. So case in point, let's say some guy from California uh, had lights put on his Tacoma um, and he went to the local place out there and said, Hey, I need some lights for snow. I want some ambers. And this guy put on this little Chinese light with a little <laughs> amber line in it. And then when it snowed last year, this guy from California was like, Hey, what the heck are you guys talking about? I can't see squat. So, so maybe that person's getting his lights redone. Is that a possibility? I think he could be, you know, exactly while this is going on. <laughs> and that's a great example of people come in, they get stuff put on and, you know, it's buying the right stuff the first time, you know, cheap parts, people buying on Amazon all that. It doesn't ever delay that like what we sell or anything. It just, or stop it. It just delays it by a little bit because ultimately we end up fixing these systems. And that's where you come in. We want to talk about what are you looking to do with it? How are you looking to use it? What's the setup that you're looking for? And then try and explain some of the technology behind it. Make sure everybody's on the same page, get a kind of a test fit, make sure everybody's happy with the aesthetics. And then we install it. Okay. So the main two things I see on the lots out here um, are Jeeps of some form and Tacomas. They seem to be the one and two most popular. They are the bread and butter of the business. Okay. So let's, let's say, because I have a personal interest in this, let's say (laughs) that somebody wanted to take a Tacoma. We'll do Jeeps second half of the show, but uh, somebody wanted to take a Tacoma and make it something that could be a long range transportation, live out of vehicle. What, Perfect. What are you looking for? So first thing I want to know is how are you using? Because overlanding now is kind of become a catch-all. So are you just... Overlanding means you put a tent on top of your truck. A lot of times. It basically kind of started out as vehicle adventure. Whether you're going right. on it. Um, some people are using them across borders and they're going down to Argentina and doing a big trek out of it. And some people are going to Flagstaff is as far as I'll go. Um, and it gets called the same thing. So the goal of it is to figure out what you're looking for to use it for. You know, are you going out and taking it, just doing some backcountry camping, spending a few nights, maybe doing, you know, four or five day treks out of it. And then if that's the case, we can start putting bed racks on it. We can put a tent on it. But your water systems, all your livability systems that you're going to need to do it are kind of based off of your time out in the backcountry. So going out for a year straight is totally different build than somebody oh, yeah. who goes out weekend camping. Absolutely. So one of the things that we are all reliable on to a fault uh, is power, mm-hmm. right? You know, so we always want to have extra power. So. If you're even if you're out for four or five days, you don't want to keep turning on your car to keep charging everything. So what are some of the power systems you guys recommend? So for a lot of people, we usually end up recommending like Golzir or some of those that are a standalone system by themselves so that you can run your own solar. You can have your battery pack because most people aren't using it in a car full time is the big use case. Those ones will take that and get them set up, whether it be solar panel, a solar generator. They've got enough battery pack to run their fridge, to run their camera, their drone, any of their electronic equipment, their laptop, if they're working off of it, off grid for however their time period is. And then we get the ones that want it full time. 
And those ones are, we'll go to a dual battery system. We'll put the full isolators in it and put the systems that can jump each other's battery. So if your one battery goes bad because your car battery just got old and that's your starter engine battery, you push a single button, you hold it for a couple of seconds, and then you can use your house battery, which would control your refrigerator, your lights, your living systems, and then start your car and take off because redundancy matters. Yeah. Especially in the middle of nowhere. The old adage, two is one and one is none. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So uh, solar generators, how do they work? What what can they, you know, you're looking for something. Obviously, if you're talking about overlanding or bug out vehicles, size matters, right? Mm -hmm. You need to get the most you can for the smallest footprint that it can and weight factor. Exactly. So tell us about solar generators. So solar generators, some of the older ones, some of the cheaper ones are all going to be like a night kid battery, which is a ton lead acid, um, just an immense amount of weight on it. The newer ones are all tend to be towards the lithium side. So they're going to, what's the price difference? They jumped up a little bit. Um, now the lithium ones are coming down for equivalent. They're probably 30, 40% more for a okay. lithium battery. And uh, what's, what's the weight savings? About a quarter of the actual weight. So you're saving almost 70, 75% in weight in the same system for the same amount of output. So, okay. So a lot of these vehicles, Jeeps, right? Tacomas, mm-hmm. Tundras, um, unless you've got a big 250 or 350, weight is really an important factor. So what are the payloads on something like that? So the payloads on like a Tacoma or a Jeep, are usually 800 to 1500 pounds. And that's going to include passengers, gear, water, which is fuel pounds a gallon. You know, they'll, that would account for having a full tank and all those things as well. But these trucks really quickly become over overloaded. So that is the finding the lightest systems possible, carrying as little stuff as you have to have, but as much stuff as you need to be safe. So, I mean, and, and having skinny friends and family. Yes. Which we, I don't we would not count, qualify boy. for that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's me and two of you have to get out. That's yep. the way it works. <laughs> no, so so weight is a crucial factor, um, not just well for the whole systems of the vehicle, for the mm-hmm. transmission, for your engine, for your suspension. Yep. Um, and fifteen hundred pounds goes by pretty quickly. Yeah, you figure you put you and a few friends in there. You've got. 500 to 750 pounds. You're halfway through that. You put in. But you have four 200 pounders, you're at 800 pounds without fuel, Mm -hmm. without beer. And you got to have beer. You know, the ice that you put in the cooler, that always stuff too. Two elk. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And you're past it. Yeah, you, you're way past it pretty quickly. So, folks, find out more at summit4x4company.com, summit4x4company.com. This is Philip Naiman. Get the podcast at firinglineradio.com. We'll be right back after this. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 
951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending LLC and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM 590 The Answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager, NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID 17022. Planet Home Lending, LLC, is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. AM 590, the answer. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! That's right, folks. It's Boomstick Radio. This is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. And as you know, each week on the Firing Line Radio Show, the conversation revolves around firearms, hunting, and Second Amendment issues. But one of the show's stalwart supporters has always been Vince Torres over at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. Vince and his team of experts are second to none in their knowledge and passion for all that this show stands for. If you're not armed for protection or recreation, stop in at Bullseye Sport for small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammos, accessories, and much more. Bullseye Sports stocks all name brands like Beretta, Ruger, Glock, Winchester, and many more. If they don't have it, they'll get it. They welcome all levels of shooting enthusiasts, especially ladies, considering firearms for the first time. Bullseye Sports is the best selection of prices every day. Stop in, mention you heard me, Philip Naiman, on AM 590's Firing Line Radio Show, and talk about Bullseye Sports guns and ammo in Riverside. Near the corner of Brockton and San Simeon Way, hit the bullseye, go see Vince. You know, I, I really do appreciate his support because he makes this radio show happen. And folks, you want to be involved, go see Vince. He'll give you a great deal. Tell him you heard it on the show, and uh, then I'll get a great deal. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. FiringLineRadio.com for the podcast. On the YouTube, you get the whole blooper reel. So it's, you know, it's more fun than you have a right to expect for free in your living room. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Joining me here, I have Chris. Chris is with Summit 4x4 Company, summit4x4company.com. They're well known for making some fantastic 4x4 combinations. We were just talking in the first session about how important it is just to get a consultation, just to figure out what you want to do for your vehicle so you can start building it in that direction. Now, it doesn't have to be something you do 100% at one time. You can add to things, kind of make a long-range goal. Hey, first, this is my most important, my second most important. Here's three, four, five, six. And and over time, develop the system that you want, correct? Correct. And we'll kind of help you prioritize that along the way and get the order set up that it makes sense, you know, even figure out your budget into it so you have timeline to do it in a way that doesn't stop you from doing all your other adventures in the meantime. Yeah, you got to live life. So um, we're doing it as an example, the first couple sessions here on building up a Tacoma because somebody I know has one. 
It's okay. Nice gold one in the shop. (laughs) (laughs) Champagne colored. Anyway, so um, you know, one of the one of the limitations that I've noticed with the Tacoma is fuel range, uh, mileage range, Mm -hmm. because it's got a small tank and it doesn't get great mileage. No, that's pretty much common in most off-roaders. Right. So what is what do you think is a a way to fix that? So ideally put a bigger tank in it or a secondary tank that is midship mounted. So it's underneath the vehicle somewhere. Those don't get better gas. (laughs) You're in the same boat just with a bigger gas bill. Um, So get something up there that just holds more fuel and get under it. That way it's not. So they'll put an extra tank in Mm -hmm. and where does that go? So you can either replace a spare tire with a big tank and put it one up under there. You can also, if you're overlanding, then that tire has got to go somewhere and that would take away from your other space, right? It does. So it depends on how you want to prioritize it. If you got too big of tires to have a spare under there, it's free space. And it's a great place to put it. Well, that makes sense. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're running 33s or 35s and yep. you can't use it, you're under. Okay. So you take some dead space there. There's also the midship tanks that are going to just replace a factory tank or they'll add to it, depending on what your combination is. And those are great because you have a huge amount of space in, a, in an OEM position. So it's in the safest spot in the vehicle for it to be in the event of a crash, anything else that you got going on. They usually have skid plates on them that work really well. And then your other option is put some gas cans in the bed and figure out a system for how long you're going to be out. You know, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but bad people who need to be, you know, kicked to the curb are out there stealing gas now. They are. And they're drilling holes in the bottom of your gas tank. Just just think about the mentality here. Some idiot's going to drill a hole in the bottom of your gas tank to get five gallons of gas and cause you a $2,000 bill. Um, but skid plates. So one of which they protect you from rocks. The other one is drilling through three sixteenths inch hardened steel is really good at protecting drill bits because it's all an opportunity theft. At the end of it, they're trying to do it while not getting caught. It's quick and easy to just poke a hole or run a quick drill bit up through plastic. But when you got to sit there for two three minutes with a dull drill bit, you're gonna think twice and you're gonna make a lot of noise doing it. Yeah. And hopefully then it, the spark happens and it blows up and takes care of that person. And then it's an insurance thing. Yeah. I, I like that. I think <laughs> we should, we should help them go from, uh, from this side of the grass to the under, other side of the grass as quickly <laughs> as possible. Okay. So fuel is, is, a, is something power is something. What are some of the other limitators uh, for being out? One of the biggest, and usually where we like to start with when you come in is let's talk about suspension. Okay. Because most of your truck is going to revolve around where your suspension is. And that is really going to come down to how you want to use the truck and where you want to go with it. What weight you want to haul. Do you want to put a bed rack on it? Do you want to put a wedge camper that you can stand up in and get out of the bad weather? Just like building a rifle. We're going to start with the bedding and the stock. Exactly. And just make it simple. So what is, so uh, when you're talking suspension, I mean, some guys might like the Jeeps, right? They love rock crawling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got huge articulation issues. If somebody's doing more overlanding, I imagine, I'm imagining, correct me, please. Uh, it's more weight and su- suspension of uh, just because you have so much more weight above you. It 
is the weight is a big part of it. Um, and that will you deal with a lot in the spring rates of it. The other one is getting everything to work. So people are either on low frequency, which is rock crawling. You've got these big, huge articulations. Everything's moving around a lot, mm-hmm. or you get into high frequency, which is what most overlanders do, which is a lot of washboard roads or vibration. They're rocks that are the size of a cantaloupe and you run over a hundred of them every half hour and it really bounces you around and how you're going to deal with those things are totally different and how, cause you want, you don't want the vibration and all the shaking to go on in the chassis. Cause if you feel it, your truck feels it and it'll tear itself apart. Yeah. Especially if you have the big overhead rack and stuff, you're just having an earthquake every hour on the hour. Exactly. So you still want to be able to ride smooth, be comfortable on that and manage fatigue is a big part of it. Cause three day trip, you're done by the end of it. If you don't have the right suspension in place. Okay. So what would be an example of an upgrade? And does that suspension upgrade, does that help with uh, increase the payload? So nothing we can do would technically increase the payload or the towing limits of a truck. Okay. They will help you manage any aspect of it, all payload and governing bodies that are government based. So we can't change the door sticker in your truck saying that your truck can now haul go from a 1500 pound payload to a 3000 pound payload. We can do a lot of stuff that will make it handle it and handle the, any weight you put on it and be controlled. But ultimately you are dealing with the government on that. Yeah. I, I understand what the sticker says, but I mean, are there ways to help it manage a heavier load? Oh, hundred percent. So stiffer, better springs, better spring rates, um, getting shocks that handle heat better and can handle the weight moving around better bump stops and getting all of your control arms, everything else lined up so that the geometry is not fighting the suspension. And you usually find that out in like tire wear stuff too, right? A lot in tire wear and just bind. Um, A tire that isn't touching the ground doesn't have traction. So if you get everything that's stopping the tire from being able to touch the ground, the truck works a lot harder at it. Make all the geometry work so that it can full out full stroke of the axle and you have a better ride and more traction. Very cool. Okay. So you're starting with suspension. Obviously I wanted to start with the other stuff, uh, but that makes more sense. Uh, what about tire choice? Tires are super important and it's really comes down to where you want to use it. So anything, when you start getting into like the Southwest is going to take different tires than somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, which is dealing with just mud nonstop. Um, and plus, plus getting there, if you have like a really hard, aggressive, soft rubber, but you're driving a thousand miles to start. Exactly. So you going with an all-terrain, there's a lot of new hybrid tires, which are really cool. They're going to be more of that all-terrain, handle snow and hard pack well, but then they got bigger voids on the side to bite in when things get nasty. And then there's a lot of compounding that's really neat. Now they're adding a lot of silica to tires going from the old carbon black, which was really good at dry weather and dry pavement and things like that. But when things got wet, they had a huge drop off in traction. Now they're able to maintain almost the same amount of traction through dry and wet Oh wow! and avoid a lot of chipping. And that's a big thing in the Southwest all the rocks. with all of our rough, sharp, dry volcanic rocks. And chipping, meaning that you're getting chunks taken out of the tires. You're taking that. Most cases that we see around here, a lot of lugs completely ripped off the tires. Really? And a lug weighs more than a half an ounce and a half an ounce will throw a tire out of balance. 
So you go out, you go on one trail, you spin up a hill a little bit, you lob a chunk off, and now you've got a vibration the entire way home to deal with. Not fun. Not fun. No. (laughs) Okay. So what are some of the things you can do for comfort levels in the seat in the back of the the truck, the living space? Okay. If you will. So if you want to, you know, living space wise, rooftop tents are amazing. You have a lot of room there if you look in the camp. So now I I thought, well, I think I thought this through <laughs> um, on the rooftop tents was just that if I was using the truck on a hunting trip and I needed the truck to be mobile, every time I want to move it, I got to break camp. You do. Yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about that when we come back and we'll start talking about Jeeps for you Jeep freaks out there. <laughs> Folks, Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back with Summit4x4Company.com. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. Philip Naiman here with Chris from Summit 4x4 Company. You know, if you go to firinglineradio.com and you go to the shop slash vendor area, you're going to see a big old logo that says, oh, I don't know, Summit 4x4. Click on that, takes you straight to their website. So that's an important, an easy way to get there. If you're already going to our website and while you're there, buy some shirts, buy some hats. Right? Absolutely. Get your truck All redone. The merch. Yeah. So check that out in firinglineradio.com and the podcasts are there and a link to the YouTube channel. So firinglineradio.com for all your entertainment needs um, while you're at home in your underwear. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise known as Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> all right. So um, we're just talking about uh, living conditions, tents, truck tents. If you have a Jeep, you really don't have the opportunity to get a rooftop tent, right? You do. Well, then it comes over the front or something. No. So if you got a two door, but a lot of the people that are going out there, have got these four door Jeeps and they've got almost eight foot of roof. Oh, okay. So putting a roof rack on them is a lot more complicated than like a Toyota four runner or even a bed rack on a truck, but you can still definitely throw one up there. So that's a possibility. So as I was mentioning before for, for living space and stuff, um, if you're using your truck, say in a hunting situation and you've got a camp in one area and maybe you're going to hunt a ridge three or four miles down the road and you don't really feel like walking up and down the dirt road every day, three or four miles, um, you know, if you have to use your vehicle, if you have that rooftop tent, you got to break camp every time you use the car, uh, which could be a giant pain in the rump. So for my hunting purposes, I would use a ground tent Absolutely. and leave base camp set up and then take the vehicle. That or there's also the little trailers that people take too. 
and trailers are great for that because you can still have your roof tent, you can move yeah. it back and forth, but you just park the thing. And you got much more comfort. Way more comfort. So let's talk about that. So off-road trailers are usually just small, durable, little rugged trailers that have off-road tires on them. You want a little more suspension in them because they need to bounce down a road without flying over the side of the car. And they do bounce down the road. Yeah. You, a cheap suspension on a trailer, you notice. Um, it looks like you had basically made a moon boots going down a dirt road. <laughs> so you get one of those. The, they're an easy place. You can carry a lot of extra water in it. You disperse your payload. Now you're getting into your towing capacity of the vehicle, not just payload of the vehicle. Okay. So you can take it, spread it over an extra set of axles. Also helps if you are going on soft surfaces. It gets sandy. It gets really muddy. That weight spread out over two more tires. So you don't tend to dig in quite as much. You're not fighting as much work getting through it. So the four by four trailers, obviously they hang on the back end, but don't they have a, they're kind of short, aren't they? By design. Most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you still want to be able to do it on a rocky trail when you need to. Okay. And what do they typically weigh? Most of them are going to weigh somewhere between 800 to 1200 pounds. And what's the towing capacity on most Jeeps or four by, you know, Tacoma styles? So most of your Tacomas are like 5,000 pounds, a two-door Jeep's like 2,000, and then a four-door Jeep's about 3,500. So even with a two-door Jeep, no problem hauling that around. Yeah. And the biggest thing with them is people tend to overload them. If you put about what you'd put in the back of your car in the trailer, you're golden. But if you put everything you can fit in the trailer, then you're going to have to do a lot of work and it's going to get heavy. <laughs> and if it's a two-door Wrangler, you're going to know what's back there. Yeah, they've got it. Well, and, and again... This is the education for me, too. If you've got a two-door Wrangler, you've got a very short wheelbase. Great for rock crawling, tight turning circles and stuff. Maybe not the most opportune for towing. Correct. And you've got a vehicle with a really short wheelbase, a really soft suspension. And high off the ground. High off the ground with big tires on it that, unless you've got your brakes upgraded, get to be very, very, I don't want to say sketchy, but it can get sketchy. So setting them up right, if you're going to do it and keeping the load light is a big advantage in a two-door. But in a two-door, there's not much room, so you need something, yeah. especially for multi-day. Multi yeah, I mean, I've seen guys that go elk hunting in a two-door Jeep. I'm like, have you ever seen the size of an elk? <laughs> well, <laughs> That's what the hood's for. No, no, <laughs> it is not. It not is not. not it just it, uh, Plus, getting it up over the hood, how are you going to do that? Those things are 1,000 pounds of water balloon. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, so that's one of the things that I've done with my truck is I put, put it in a rack. Actually, um, I'm putting a Lightner rack on it. I don't know if you know Bernard Lightner, but Lightner Designs. And, um, racks. I think so. Yeah. And so with that back crossbar that moves forward, I'll have an automatic winch on the back of it. And then I can ramp my elk right into the back. Because the last two years, I've been using a come along. That's a lot of work. Yes. You know it when you're done. Yes. You it's don't like, need a nap. Well, we needed a nap to begin with to roll, but yeah. So, I mean, it's thinking smarter, not harder. And so, you know, you get your four by four ramps and a, an electric winch and it's like, okay, do I want to have this on full time? No, but um, I can power it with like the battery pack, like my jump start battery pack mm -hmm. and clip that sucker on, hit it and winch that sucker up and be done. And uh, having a pot of chili by lunchtime. Pretty much. Yeah. That's yeah. a good day. 
It is. So that's something else that you guys can design. Again, it's a specialized purpose. Mine, mm-hmm. I like it for hunting. Uh, somebody else who goes fishing has zero need for that unless they want to winch up a ATV or something of that yeah, nature. But they do, you know, there's a lot of fishing pole holders that we end up putting on. People go fly fishing and mm-hmm. that's a lot of equipment to take that is not easy to store Long safely. And fragile. Yes. So that usually they use a big tubes along the outside of the racks for that? Use the big tubes for the outside of the rack. Um, the Lightner racks are really good for it because they have all those cargo boxes that mm-hmm. you can get on the side. So you take these cargo boxes and you can make sure, you know, set them up for the gear that you're using. So when you're out there, it's a quick walk down. You know, some people have the little rafts they float in, you know, or kayaks and whatnot. But you always need a spot for whatnots. Yep. That's an important thing. Um, the other thing that I saw that I thought was really awesome was like a 270 degree shade. So it goes in across the top of the rack. Yes. Those are amazing. Yeah. Um, we're in Arizona and it is the sun's brutal when it comes to California, you know, I mean, between us and you is nothing but desert. Exactly. Yeah. That's all. And that's where everybody goes because that's all really all you can go, but uh, how you're locally. But this thing gives you shade. It starts at the front of your rack, goes around the side, across the back. It's like 270 degrees of pretty decent Mm -hmm. shade, right? And the sun moves. So when you do that, the smaller the shade, you end up chasing your chair all day long. Yeah, you're not even underneath the shade, you're to the side of it. <laughs> and the 270s, you can park the truck at, you know, kind of plan for it ahead of time and you have shade all day without moving your kitchen around or any of your stuff. And you can keep the tailgate in shade if you're cooking on it, it's raining, any of those items. Yeah. So again, it's something, something almost a must have. I love the awning is one of my favorites. And then one of the other things I've seen across the top is water storage. Mm-hmm. Like a I'm, shower pressurized shower thing. And those are, those work. They're, they're cumbersome to use most of the time. I've got one and it lives in my garage pretty much full time. Um, they, so they heat up the water, heat up the water, do the stuff, but you end up having to pressurize them on top of your car. Your car's tall. Now you got to run an air hose all the way up to the top to get the water out because gravity just brings out a trickle. And so do you do, uh, do you do, what do you do for air compressors? I mean, for tires and stuff, do you install those also? Oh yeah. Hard mount those all the time. You know, some ARB has got some cool ones. There's a bunch of them that are out there that are nice. They're clean. They tuck into all your factory spots, those holes under the engine that don't, don't do anything. Okay. Hey, you mentioned ARB. How about front bumpers and stuff? They have phenomenal front bumpers. And animal strike protected, safety rated, high lift jack points. Mine, I recovery. actually got mine for the BLM riots. That would be a good reason for that. Absolutely. Yeah, I ain't stopping. You don't need to. Not with that. <laughs> there is no need to. <laughs> and and uh, and a winch. You know, if you're off on your own, mm-hmm. winches are important. You know, there's some uh, the newer tech. I don't know how much newer it is, but it's newer than 40 years ago. You've got the Dacron ropes that have you know 90 something feet as opposed to 30 feet of cable, right? They do, and there there's a lot of differences that they make them a lot safer. They're easier to use. Um, any of those poly polyester ropes are phenomenally strong. And if they do break, they kind of just flay out and slow themselves down. You As don't have to snap across everything and cut it in half and break windshields, kill people, maim people. 
Um, and you can have a lot more line on there and they're just a lot easier to work with mm-hmm. as opposed to steel cable. And when you have to pull an elk out 270 yards down from the side of the hill, mm-hmm. um, you know, just add the rope on. We just kept feeding it back in. It was, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. All and the way up the snowy mountain. It was great. And the biggest thing you got to watch the synthetic lines is just abrasion. They don't like abrasion, but recovery and winches are probably one of the biggest parts of off-road especially self-reliant off-road when you're in the middle of nowhere how about jacks i i love high lift jacks okay so we got a break for commercial here folks philip name and firing line radio show we will talk about jeeps promise i promise coming up right after (laughs) (laughs) hi folks philip Naiman from firing line radio show if you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor to the show, Sean Gibbs of Ask Defensive Training Company. They're in Redlands, California. They also sell guns and ammo. But the most important thing that they have for you here today is their training courses. Ask, kind of an interesting name. Why would you call it that for guns and ammo? Well, Ask stands for Attitude, Skills, and Knowledge. And that's what they focus on at Ask Defensive Training. Sean has basic courses for a first-time gun buyer. If you're not familiar with your firearm, you want to be able to use it safely, perfect place for that. He has also additional courses for defensive handgun, advanced handgun, and even learning how to shoot a firearm in low-light situations. Bring your mag light. So folks, check them out at askdefensive.com, A-S-K-defensive.com for a schedule of classes. He's got a great store in there too, so buy what you want, train what you want, askdefensive.com. AM590, the answer. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man. Yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. Go to FiringLineRadio.com for all of our vendor discounts, which you heard earlier. Uh, Discounts, discount codes, um, fun stuff there, podcasts, YouTube channel, everything else. You get to see what Chris looks like if you go on YouTube. Otherwise, your host, you'll never figure it out. Summit4x4company.com is who we're talking about today, about setting up your vehicle for overlanding, bug out provisions. Uh, if you have to be in the field for a while, how to do that safely. And I've hogged the entire show talking about what I want to talk about. <laughs> which, Tacomas. Yeah, my, my Tacoma <laughs> specifically. But let's talk about Jeeps, okay? So what, what are most people doing for a Jeeps? What do you suggest be a customization. Somebody buys a CJ, where do they go from here? So CJs are always a wild card because every CJ is 
taken and modified a lot at the point we get first things first something like that is fix it right um get your suspension up to date get your engine working get all your stuff working and then put the right wheels and tires on it and go play with it is the biggest thing with those and then find out what you want from there exactly um you play that you know add winches recovery gear all the CJs, you didn't get lockers or any traction devices, maybe a limited slip that's worn out and upgrading some of those steering components. You get a vehicle that's 40 years old. It feels 40 years old and there's a lot of stuff to replace. 40 years in the back country is hard on stuff. You know, and now we get a lot of these newer Jeeps that are, they fixed a lot of those issues that the old ones had. And we can start with those and it's getting, you know, biggest thing on them is, get them armored up, get them rock sliders on them, suspension, wheels, tires. And whether you want to set for overlanding or rock crawling, they're pretty easy to deal with. So you're saying the newer Jeeps from what year to what year? Once you got into the TJ, which was 97 and up, they started putting coil springs on them, which they become a lot more drivable at that point. The old leaf springs were basically a biblical suspension and it felt like it. Um, old horse and buggy. So the new ones, they've got all that, um, getting the control arms set up. You can put bigger tires on them. You know, every generation is going to have its quirks that you're going to work on. Even the new ones, steering is terrible on them. Upgrade a lot of the steering. Um, people can put these massive tires on the new ones. So put massive tires on, you got to do the other stuff around it, like upgrade the axles, do your gearing, some trusses on stuff so that you're not bending things out in the middle of nowhere breaks and then get your recovery gear to go with it. Get your systems built for how you want. Jeeps are one of the easiest and the coolest because they're basically adult Lego sets. Every panel comes off with nuts and bolts. It's not a complicated deal on them. It's just a lot of work. And so what I've noticed here when I've been in Prescott is the Jeep is like the official vehicle. It is. I've seen more Jeeps than I think anything else out here. I think we even have banners around town. It's, it's amazing. We have thousands of them here. And lots of them in the Inland Empire, too, of Southern California, because you've got all these desert roads. And you'll see caravans of guys, 10, 15 Jeeps in a row, mm-hmm. you know, just rolling around looking for a place to set up a barbecue. Jeeps stick together. <laughs> they, they have some clubs. The last one we just did had 30 cars on it. And it was... You know, almost all Jeeps. So what is the best thing about a Jeep? You said the adult Lego kit, right? That That's it's, pretty cool. Make them your own. It's every one of them is expected to have a personality. You know, they're not two more the same. So would you say Jeeps are more of a special purpose as opposed to like an overlanding type vehicle? They can be, they can do overlanding really well. They can do rock crawling really well. Rock crawling really well, yeah. Um, you know, the biggest thing with them is they have to work a lot harder on the highway. They've got more noise, vibration, harshness, and that's getting better every generation. And every year they upgrade them to some way to make them easier to drive and easier to live with on the day to day. They're definitely an off-road specialized piece of equipment with that solid front axle. So tow up behind your motorhome. You can tow up behind your motorhome. Get there, have fun. Listen to some good music and you can drive it down the highway. Just take the back roads, you know, <laughs> you just have a more, have more of an adventure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just, and so the sound system is very, it's more important the bigger the tires get. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's, you know, there's a turn up a radio <laughs> aspect to it. You know, you put 37 inch mud tires on them and they're not exactly quiet. No, but nothing you can do on that. That is a lot of vibration going down a road. Um, so 
we come in, have your consultation. What is an average kind of a bill for doing some upgrades? You know, the average is probably for most people two to $10,000 for a lot of people. That's the normal person coming in. It doesn't matter whether you spend 50 bucks and, or you spend 50,000. As far as what it comes down to, you're going to get the same exact thing out of it of just being able to talk. I um, mean, yeah, as a consultation side. Yeah. Just yeah. talk about what's going on. And you know, there's a lot of people that they may not know what they want at all. And we've got our auto sale side and getting people the right vehicle to begin with, to get them, so you can outfit it how they're going to use it is way easier than getting the wrong wrong vehicle and then trying to modify it way extensively to make it kind of do what you want it to do. Yep. That's a, that's absolute fact is get the right thing first. And again, it's just like anything else, whether, you know, I do financial planning on, not on the side. It's actually my real job. This is <laughs> my one hour a week, uh, cathartic activity, but you know, it's consultation. You can try it yourself, but man, you know, do overs cost way more and everything. Um, so we talk about firearm training, you know, find a quali- qualified quality person who can help you get to the level you want to be at. You pay a little bit for that, but you continue and move forward. Same thing here. You want to set your base, you know, like you said, you're starting off with your suspension, set the base for success. Um, you start on the ground, build yourself up. Same thing with firearms, same thing with vehicles, same thing with overlanding. You know, I think it's important, especially those of us in Southern California, if you have a bug out vehicle, you need to realize it's going to have to have more than a 500 or at least a 500 mile capability with one tank of gas. Mm-hmm. Realize that, realize that everything between you and quartzite is going to be swamped. <laughs> You're going to need to go past it. Right. If we if we have a level, you know, a, a Richter scale 15, I know it only goes to 10, but with our governor, we deserve a 15. Um, if you have a Richter scale 15 earthquake and everything's down and you've got to move, you're going to have to leapfrog past the people who have run out of gas at that point. And so that's, I think, my number one thing I'm looking for with that Tacoma is the extra mileage and putting putting that extra tank on first, mm-hmm. the lightener racks. And then we'll start building off of that as to what I need going forward. What about firearm storage? There's a lot of cool racks and safes. You know, the ones that are hidden are obviously, if people are going to steal gas, it's not hard to break a window if they're out in the open. So there's a lot of under the seat storage options that get to be more safe. I've seen some that go in the back side wall where they like the tail lights slide out. Those are cool. I haven't played with them yet. I would want to make sure that they are waterproof. Yeah before because i'd hate to ruin a good gun forgetting about it in the back corner of your truck well you keep the good gun with you that's yes. that's, that's the extra that's the backup that's fair yeah so um and the other thing they have is this the false beds where you have shelves underneath right mm-hmm. and you guys have those also oh yeah and there's a bunch of really quick easy ones that are even easy to remove hold thousands of pounds on top and park atvs and all that on top of them and have drawers underneath lockable drawers um how about lockable tailgates so most new trucks now not have, yours, them, right? have, have them, but you can always add them. Yeah. I've got the $19 lock on the side, mm-hmm. but the <laughs> weird key that doesn't match anything else. Yeah, that would be it. Yep. <laughs> Still works. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you, you have to do what you have to do. And uh, it's an important thing. The other part is, um, you know, how do you protect your electronics? Wire them correctly to begin with. You know, one of the other things, one of our, one of our other sponsors is a, a EMP, EMP shield. So I put those on the vehicles too. I mean, you got lightning storms up here like crazy. Mm-hmm. 
right? Or you're out in the desert, you got lightning storms all over the place, man, both lightning can, can set you back. So EMP shield, EMPShield.com. They're on our website, firinglineradio.com. Go there um, and get your truck wired up. It's very easy to do. I hear thunder right now. Yep. Is, see, you look you at that. It. It's, <laughs> I couldn't have paid for that advertisement any better than that. But it's an important thing. Um, and again, especially if we're talking about bug out reasons, if something bad happens on the West Coast and involves anything like an EMP, you're going to need a vehicle because nothing else is going to be moving. Mm-hmm. So uh, very, very important that EMP shield, um, they're on mine. I recommend you get them on yours. So we'll be the only ones on the road. Perfect. We will be. Want to worry about that? <laughs> we try to swallow them like this, and the gas station won't even be a problem. And well, it won't pump. <laughs> they got holes in the ground. You could siphon it. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Um, so, any any last words you want to have here? No. Just if you're going to build a vehicle, do it right. Learn what you're using. All the vehicles and all the equipments have a lot of specialized knowledge that goes into it, and seek out the professionals who can do it right. Now, there's some things you can do yourselves, but again, it's it's setting it up, setting yourself up for success. And that's at summit4x4company.com, summit4x4company.com. Say, hey, I talked to Chris, uh, give me the good guy discount, and I'm sure he'll laugh. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's what I do with you. Yeah, well, you can try anyway. <laughs> Folks, thank you for being with us today. Hope you're having a great weekend. God bless. Philip Naiman, FiringLineRadio.com. Shoot, Felipe! Shoot! When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice, no sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. AM 590. The answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 